Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in this post-vax world, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners still. We that's, doing what we've been doing. That's the for, I think that's the format going forward. I, think I know. Quarantine crystallized, clarified some I, things. I think the pandemic changed us all, and podcasts are no different. So, you know, <laughs> couples therapy went through metamorphosis, <laughs> as did I, um, and so many of my clothes can tell you that. Yeah. So many of my clothes can answer to tell you that story. Yes, yes. We I, we both went through a metamorphosis and uh, basically absorbed the cocoon into our flesh. <laughs> <laughs> now our, our clothes are trying to fit around that cocoon. <laughs> Woo! Hey, no, but you know what? It's time to stop eating those potato chips at midnight, Naomi. And start eating them at 4 p.m. <laughs> when you're seeing people. <laughs> Boom. I'm a social chip eater. I really, we went That's to. That's the change. A friend, we went to our first, like, kind of, like, little gathering. It was just eight. It was eight people, I think. Yeah, about eight people. Eight people. Everyone was uh, fully vaccinated. And it was outside. And it was outside. Uh, and uh, my, what I ate was, um. Two bowls of tortilla chips with clock and then a cupcake and half a donut. <laughs> so I'm really, you know, I'm like, you know what? 
but my cholesterol was high when I went to the doctors and uh, I have definitely put on weight over this. I am uh, not doing anything about that. No, I'm stopping the midnight eating. All right. That is one step. Stop the midnight eating. Stop and the honestly, midnight eating. And honestly, we went out to our first gathering in over a year. We had to eat the donut. I combined my, I combined my guac with queso. <laughs> okay. Queso, melted cheese. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is delicious? Tell me. Today's episode. Ain't that the truth? Ugh, this was a fun one. This felt like also good. You know how when you talk to someone, you're like, we've gotten closer. Yeah. This was definitely one of those. You have already heard her beautiful, beautiful Australian accent. Today, we sit down and help you handle your scandal with Charlotte Nick Dow. Mm, Charlotte is wonderful. Charlotte is an actress that you may have seen on Please Like Me, one of our favorite shows. Definitely. Thor Ragnarok. Also, Mythic Quest. Hello, you know I'll be stay promoting Mythic Quest. You can watch the new season now. Episodes drop weekly, but the first three eps are up now on Apple TV Plus. So you can watch season one and the first three of season two, and then you just get in deep, baby. When's the like spotlight episode for you? It will be episode six, yeah. I believe. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. I mean, the whole thing. I I am there most of the whole time, and that's very exciting. Yeah. Um, but Charlotte was amazing. <laughs> I was like, I didn't really know her that before. Of course, like, not at all. We I don't think I even met her before. I'm trying yeah, to think. Yeah. I don't think so. No, I didn't. I didn't. And, uh, this was like, she was, uh, uh, I, I, I'm running out of adjectives. Today's been, look, folks, today's been a day. It's been a day of things coming out of all of our animals. You'll hear a little <laughs> bit about it on the episode, but quite honestly, Charlotte helped lift us up, and I think she'll yeah. lift you up too. But before we get to Charlotte, just a couple of quick housekeeping things, y'all. Housekeeping things. Saturday, May 22nd at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, we are having another couples therapy quarantine crew party. <laughs> couples therapy quarantine party, colon, chemotherapy Maybelline party. Yes, we are Raising money for Mabel's <laughs> chemotherapy bills. Get pet insurance, people. The point is... <laughs> don't be like us. Don't Get be pet like insurance. Us. Okay. Uh, tickets are five bucks. We have a wonderful lineup of comics who are going to answer questions. So please send in questions if you'd like them to be answered by Brian Safi, Iowa Debris, Lacey Mosley, scam goddess herself. It is going to be a fun one. And now, speaking of those little videos that I want you to send in, email them video style no more than two minutes all right you can send it to couples therapy pod at gmail and now i get it i get it honey if you feel like you have new face fat from the pandemic if you feel like you're trying to be anonymous there are ways around this there are ways around this you can film anything or anyone while you talk over it you can for example the uh, the last time we did this someone filmed one of their pets while they asked the question another person ordered a cameo and had that person ask the question. Another person had a mask on, I believe, right? Absolutely. So there if are you ways. don't want to be filmed yourself, there are ways around this. Send in your questions no more uh, uh, than two minutes by video at CouplesTherapyPod at gmail.com. And we will answer them. If you want to get tickets yourself, uh, you can go to DynastyTypewriter.com and get tickets there. Again, Saturday, May 22nd, 6 p.m. PST. All money will go to Maybelline's doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, Dr. Downing? 
it's all for you, Dr. Nanning. It's all for you. I mean, it does feel like the omen, really. Anyway. Um, and also, Naomi, uh, don't you have a, a new podcast you've been doing? Well, absolutely, honey. Thank you for bringing it up. I know I've told you before, but it don't hurt to tell you again. You know, I'm doing a podcast all about Lifetime movies, and it is called I Love a Lifetime Movie, because that's true. Me and comedian Megan Gailey, who you have heard on this show in the past, we watch a new Lifetime movie every week. We break it down. We talk to actors from the films, writers, directors, and other funny friends who we just want to make go on the journey of watching a Lifetime movie with us. In fact, I got Andy coming on an episode soon. <laughs> So, oh, you better watch that one. That couples therapy <laughs> slash lifetime crossover? Cannot wait. They was like, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I like talking on podcast. Sure. And I thought it would be good to have Andy because the movie is called My Husband's Deadly Past. And so, you know, that could just be a good time to sort of get Andy to sit down and share some things, you know, because he really does love podcasting and it's almost the best way to get him to reveal a truth is via podcast. My Put a microphone in front past. of him. I did. I used past. to eat meat. I did eat well, that was once deadly. upon a time. That, that was, was deadly. deadly. That was a deadly pass. I did, I did support it. the uh, factory farming. Save it. Save I didn't, it. I didn't morally agree with it, folks, but I love my chicken. <laughs> love my nuggets. And now, and now, I support Morningstar Farms. I oh. support corn. I support, name a third meat, fake meat, Naomi. Garden burger. <laughs> <laughs> Buka burger. Uh, Dr. Prager's. Uh, roll it. You asked us how we were before we started recording, and Naomi went, good. And yes. I like, I... <laughs> I was what? like, you are putting up a huge facade. Why won't you let me put up my facade? That's no, one of my biggest problems with your on? ass. You will not let me put up a facade. <laughs> because you don't get interesting discussions from a facade. From but a- I'm, we're not here to talk about me and not sleeping, which is boring as hell. We're here to talk about Charlotte <laughs> oh, and you're her not international journey. Yeah, I don't sleep anymore, really. I've been having trouble sleeping, sleep, sleeping, yeah, sleeping, sleeping too lately, which I don't usually. <laughs> but is it because of the travel, though? The What's- time diff? No, weirdly, it's not. It's because I'm afraid I'm going to get stabbed. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm like all of a sudden, like afraid of like people breaking into Mm -hmm. wherever I'm sleeping, which has never, ever been a problem before. Usually I'm scared of ghosts and Mm. nothing else. And now (laughs) I'm afraid of real human people. (laughs) Oh my God! There's so much to unpack. Is, Do you see uh, yes. why we didn't need to talk about me? We no, need no, to talk I about know, stabbing but, and ghosts. But, but, but I'm, honesty. but I want to hear about why you're not sleeping too. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, the uh, being honest about where you are then allows everyone else to be to drop their facade and be like, oh, thank God, I don't have to like because a, a facade requires energy to. I'm aware of that. It but you know what it is though, Charlotte. To me, you know, I don't know her very well, but she projects happiness, hope self-confidence you know a loving home so it's like wow. i wouldn't come to charlotte oh gosh, with, a, okay. with darkness you know what i mean yeah but you never know no I, you never know you never know like for yeah reasons, i was just such about to say ghosts. like because you said because you mentioned about uh not having trouble sleeping i was like oh my god that's like the main thing that i'm struggling with at the moment too so well, the stabbing scenario yeah talk about the stabbing what yes. when did this start when did it start yes it's a little bit dark the way it started. Not with someone getting stabbed, mm-hmm. luckily. Thank goodness. But basically, I don't even know if I should talk about this. I'm sure it's fine. Um, I 
we were doing a photo shoot uh, or like a promo shoot um, for Mythic Quest and there was a, a shooting that harmed no one right outside the building on the street in Hollywood. Ooh, like yeah. it was like, it was, no one got hurt. I think it turned out it was just some guy like shooting his gun into the air it was fine <laughs> but there was like a solid 10 minutes in it where no one knew where the shooting was coming from and you know we don't have guns in Australia and it was like my first real experience of being like there's a gun somewhere and I had like only just gotten back to LA and so after that I was like oh my god at any moment someone could just like have a gun or a yeah. knife or yeah. anything. And so now I'm like going to bed. So I told you it's a little bit dark. Yeah. I'm like going to yeah. bed at night and I'm like, God, I hope I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a similar, when I lived in South Philly, I had a similar kind of thing where I was always worried someone was going to shoot through the window. Mm. And I was constantly, and uh, it, mine comes from like the dumbest place. Yours comes from a real place where you were like <laughs> adjacent to, <laughs> adjacent to, to <laughs> an actual gun fire. Yeah. Mine comes from, uh, the Buffy episode where oh, <laughs> Warren, oh my god, yes. where Warren shoots. Yeah, um, I know exactly. Uh, Amber Benson, Wait, but he doesn't mean to shoot her. He doesn't like, mean he goes to Wait, the window. Who's Warren? Um, Adam something like the three the three nerds from high school. Oh yes, and then he yes. actually shoots oh, my into the god. window. Yes. Oh my god, he shoots that, at Buffy yeah. and is just firing wildly. Shoot and accidentally shoots Amber Benson through the window. Right. And ever mm. since then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, now it's not so bad. It was more like when I lived in South Philly and when I lived in New York, I was constantly making sure that where I was near a window was not an angle someone could shoot a me from. A sniper couldn't get at you, yeah. <laughs> unless they were I... in a weird place. They would have to be like on the roof of like the church that's across <laughs> from our place in New York, right? They'd have to be really trying to specifically get you. Like exactly. you couldn't get accident. I, I really like the fact that your logic is like, look, no one's trying to kill me, but I might get caught in the crossfire. Yeah, exactly. Well, I also had that, you know, growing up, well, First of all, I find that live in LA, period, I am much more afraid of violence. I'm afraid of like drive-bys, and that's probably mm. from watching Boys in the Hood way too young. And I'm afraid of violence because <laughs> of all my serial killer documentaries because this place, too, is very empty. So I feel like when I'm out on the mm -hmm. street, I was like, this would be the perfect place to do some dirty because no one is out here to hear you scream. Yes. There's no one No one's walking anything. around. Yes. Yeah, no witnesses. Now, you grew up, did you grow up in Sydney proper? No, I grew up in Melbourne, which oh, okay. is the yes, cool yes, yes. version Much cooler, of much cooler, much yes. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we've talked about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up, I mean, I guess in Melbourne proper. The thing is, like, cities in Australia, it's not really like here where it's like you've got your major city and then a lot of, like, bigger towns around the city. It's mm -hmm. kind of like you've got your major, like, the CBD, which mm -hmm. is the Central, Central Business, Business District. District. Yes. <laughs> That's only, like, a few blocks. It's, like, 10 by 10 blocks. And then as you get further out of the CBD, it gets more and more suburban yeah. but even if you're like 20 minutes out of the cbd it's still kind of considered the city so yeah. i would say i grew up in the city mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like where you grew up was it suburban you know what i mean like house with a yes. yard that vibe okay yes house with a yard we lived in a lot of different houses actually because uh my parents sent us to a fancy private school and the payoff mm. was that like we they couldn't afford to buy a house until we were like well into our teens so we lived in all these cute little rentals near the school mm -hmm. uh and so i remember when we like moved into a house that had a yard proper and it was like mm -hmm. oh <laughs> what kind of games can we play now <laughs> 
<laughs> Real Jefferson's moving on up vibe. Yeah, moving yeah. on up vibe. Um, now, but here's what I was wondering too. I mean, obviously we're going to talk about the fact that you're married, which you know blew my mind when you told me. But it still blows my mind too. I'm also so interested, like, because your dad's an actor, and I do want to say mm-hmm. that he follows me on Insta, and I was very excited. I was like, Alfred, my, thank you so much. My dad, uh, <laughs> yes, he is an actor. He's also, like, one of the most friendly people you'll ever meet. And by friendly, I mean, like, he will be fast friends. Like, if he's <laughs> like, I like you, you are his friend now. So if he follows you on Instagram, seriously, if you just say hi to him, like, that's it, besties, you're done. Okay, okay, Wait, I'm doing he's, it. He's an actor. Was he ever in an episode of Farscape? Farscape? No. Why specifically Farscape? (laughs) Because that was filmed in Australia. Oh, was it? I didn't even know that. Yeah, Yeah, it was. He's been in. He's been in multiple episodes of Neighbors. Yes. See, yeah, it's the Australian soap that everyone's been in, but me. How about an episode of Rake? No, Rake is like it's hard to get on Rake. I mean, (laughs) that's like premium content. Okay, so we have to get you on Neighbors, is what you're saying. This is the, the yes. campaign now. Neighbors casting office, if you're listening. You have to be I'm listening. ready. <laughs> I'm ready for my Neighbors moment. Hashtag make Charlotte a neighbor. Make Charlotte Make Charlotte neighbor. Neighbors again. <laughs> now, you, no, no, no. I have to. Now we have to talk about her being married. Because, like, here's the thing. So, Charlotte, you know, we're going to answer people's relationship questions, friendship mm-hmm. questions. And so I think it's very important that they know where our guest is coming from. You know, mm. when they are giving these suggestions. It's like, what is your backstory? And didn't you famously get married at 14? Yes, famously I did. (laughs) Wait, what? I don't know anything about Charlotte. So when you said that, I was just like, wait, what? (laughs) Imagine if that was my story. No, I, but I may as well have. I met my husband, Baden, when I was 20 years old. Uh, We got married when I was 24. Mm-hmm. And I'm now nearly 30. So we've we've been together for nearly 10 years. And and he was like, I mean, like I met him when I was 20 as a child, right? Yeah. 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 And I would say so is 24. I mean, yep. I don't even know if I was talking to someone my age now that was getting married that I, I would be like, are you sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It worked out. I still, we we both make jokes about like it being an exceedingly stupid thing to do at such a young age. He's five years older than me. So I guess he oh, okay. was my age now when we got married. Mm-hmm, but still, mm-hmm. I was 24. We got engaged when I was 23. Like that's madness. If, it, <laughs> if a 23-year-old now was like, I'm engaged, I'd be like, stop. You don't know who you are yet. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know or she doesn't know or whatever who they are yet. Just like take a moment. Um but I didn't do that. Uh, we got married and luckily it's worked out pretty well, but I feel like it's all luck. Um, what made it, fe- I mean, what made it feel right? Where you're just like at 23, you're like, yeah. Cause like at 23, I was, uh, I barely <laughs> knew what I was doing with my life. I like, I yeah. was out of, just out of college. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. And then <laughs> I had a panic attack after I sent in my, like, um, my applications to law school oh and I was just like, oh God, I don't want to do this. Thank you, Bonnie. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know that this is the wrong decision. That's also amazing to be able to have like tapped into that and understand it. Be like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do this and now I'm not going to do it because I think so many people are like, oh, well, I'm I'm this far in. I may as well keep going with this thing I don't want to do. Right, right. I mean, Ugh. 
Also, though, but it's true. It's also like the nature, not just that, but like you guys are super young, but also you were pursuing acting. I assume like you were in yeah. it pretty young, right? Because honestly, I think of Alfred. that that was part of the reason. Well, actually, no, I I mean, yes, in a way, but I never really wanted to be an actor. Oh. I studied music pretty hardcore. Like I started playing classical piano when I was four. And then I was just oh like, gosh. that's what I'm going to do. I went to mm. like a specialist music school where I did half a day of music and half a day of academia. And I'd put a lot, speaking of, you know, putting a lot of hours into something and then realizing that it's not what you want to do. And I, the the way I kind of fell into it was that my dad's agent used to send me for stuff when she didn't have anyone on her books that fit the brief. And on one of those auditions, I booked it and it was a like a lead role in a kid's show when I was 17. Oh and that was how I like got into acting, finished that job, was like, actually, this isn't for me. I'm going back to music. Mm. Right before I met Baden, I had just had like a couple of experiences that made me realize, no, actually, I do love acting. I'm going to leave music behind. I had dropped out of uni where I was studying jazz, of all things. I, oh, I my dropped... God. I want I know. you to like, What kind of ja- like, like Thelonious Monk type or what are yeah. we like, talking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, like I was kind. a sing, I was stud. Yeah. The good kind, not the, <laughs> not, not the Michael Buble kind. Yeah. Not like bar mitzvah um, cocktail no. hour jazz. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. Squibbity Yeah. I was a singer, so I didn't get to be that cool, but I was like studying it in a way where like I would get like m- the way that I would practice is that I would go through the real book. Do you guys know what this is? I would go through the real book, which is like that there are books of just like jazz standards that mm-hmm. are just the melody and the chords. And I would sing in arpeggio form through the chart, like through mm-hmm. each chord so that I had like a really solid understanding of the harmony for like vocal mm-hmm. improvisation where I would use mm-hmm. only the syllables da and <laughs> duh because anything else is squeebity doo bop. Wait, is fake book a real thing then? Yes. Okay. Fake book, I don't, I think fake book is basically like, the real books are like a brand, I think. Not brand, Mm. but like they're like the official ones. And then fake books are like the same thing, just not the real books. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I actually don't know. Don't quote me on <laughs> I that. I just want, because when you said real, like there's a Yola Tango album of covers called Fake Book. And uh, when you said real book, I'm like, wait a second. Is that <laughs> the like, same? Yeah, I reckon yeah. it would be. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I just need you guys to know that I am present, but I did notice that Mabel peed all over the floor. And so oh, I'm no, just like Mabel. trying to, I'm like, okay, where is it? Okay. We're going to do you need a second? Yeah, we actually do. Cause so you're gonna do yeah. Take a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Cause her pee is poison now. Oh, Cause no. she's got the chemo drugs in it. So yeah. All her, how is like, it all going? How was it going this past week? I will tell you like, this dog, and I mean, you know, fingers crossed that it keeps going. This is a very resilient animal because she is not acting any different. Like really? we give her the drugs, you know, part of why she peed is not even like, oh, she's so sick. They give her a diuretic so oh. that she empties her bladder a lot so she doesn't get a bladder infection, which is a yeah, side wow. effect. Yeah, wow. And so yeah. they told us to take her out every three to four hours. So we did it at 10 a.m. So I thought we had until, you know, we're you and good. I were done yeah. to take her. Yeah. But I see over here, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that just happened. Oh, poor thing. But she's very subtle about it. Did not notice until it was well after she's, it was done. She's trying to be a lady. She's, she's like, she doesn't want to, like, make a big deal. She's like, oh, sweetheart. 
So the audience uh, is not is going to hear a seamless edit in there, but I just cleaned up uh, all of Mabel's pee because of her. We gave her chemo medication and included a diuretic uh, off the ground. So if uh, we are slightly more anxious the rest of this <laughs> uh, this uh, interview, uh, but we were just talking about, uh, and for the audience, just met uh, forty five seconds ago uh, about uh, Charlotte's marriage. Well, yes. And, yes. and being a jazz singer. <laughs> being a jazz being singer. Being a jazz singer. That's the, the, the part of this. You know what? Honestly, of all of this, it's not getting married at 24 that I'm like, huh, that's uh, that's a bit uh, odd. It is the uh, being a jazz singer part that yeah. I'm like, tell us then, more about that. I, you know, I could go on about it for ages. It's a very weird thing. Melbourne has got a very... Uh, a live and intense jazz scene, which is kind of weird because uh, it's just all like skinny white dudes that mm. grew up like playing, often like started playing classical music and then were like, I like jazz. And like there are some incredibly talented uh, people, some of whom I'm still like really close friends with, but it's like it is in so many ways as far away from the origins of what jazz is yes. as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that becomes abundantly clear. Like sometimes you'll be <laughs> at a jazz gig and be like, hmm, this is not, I think, what jazz is. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but I was really, really like into that scene. And uh, when I when I, I went to this specialist music school to be a classical clarinetist, of course. Piano uh, and clarinet? Well, I knew that I wouldn't get into the school as a pianist because I wasn't good enough. Like we, you've got, you know, prodigy kids that have been playing pianos since they were like just out of the womb. So right. doing um, rock off in their diapers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I went, I, I, I got pretty good at clarinet because I was like, no one plays clarinet. Um, <laughs> just me and Woody Allen. We're going to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm in great company. company. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then I got into the, the school and I was like, ha ha, I fooled them with my clarinetting and now I'm going to get into jazz with the cool jazz kids. Uh, and that was like 100% what I wanted to do. And then at about 20, I was like, actually, instead, I think I want to be a television actress. <laughs> um, and then, and just as I had sort of made that decision and dropped out, I met Baden at a, at a party, I guess. And we one of the very first conversations that we had, I was like, I've just decided to be an actress and that's going to be the focus of my life for the next 10 years. And he was like, I guess, uh, impressed by the like precociousness of a 20 year old <laughs> being like, this is what I'm doing now. Um, and so part of the reason I think to answer your original question about how we knew that we wanted to get married, we were just really, really open about what we wanted out of the relationship from like the day one. And that's not to say it was perfect. Like we were young and like mm -hmm. went through a lot of shit, especially in the first few years. But one of the things that we realized is that like there was pretty much nothing that we couldn't talk through. Mm -hmm. Like, pre and even at 23, it, that seemed really special to me. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, I don't know that I've ever had any relationship with anyone, not even romantic in my life where 
like re- like difficult shit can go down and we can have a conversation where at the end of it where we both feel great and mm-hmm. also he was really accepting of the fact that I was going to LA to audition like we would spend a lot of time apart and then over the last 10 years I mean I'm in LA at the moment I he's still in Melbourne I left at the end of March probably not going to see him again until July so it's like I know it's Ooh. it's really hard and I hate it but also it's been a big part of our relationship since the beginning and so I think that that kind of balances out the the fact that we made this decision really young because it's not like we haven't had the opportunity to independently figure out who yeah. we are and mm-hmm. go on little individual adventures and stuff uh, and then like come back and be like, this is who I am, Yeah, uh, which is kind of why. But again, a lot of luck. Yeah. Well, you know, you said you guys being able to talk so much early on. Did you grow up in a talking household? Was that something that was already natural to you? Because again, I've only met Ben once, but I remember you saying, and I got the impression that he's shy. Like he's kind of a quiet yes. guy. So yes. not that obviously you guys talk, I don't get that, but I'm like, you know, it seems like you would be the initiator of the conversations like that. I think I was in the beginning, but he is a very uh, sensitive, emotionally intelligent man that mm-hmm. once he realized, I think a few years in, that that was an option, he's <laughs> often better at it than me now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I grew up in a very talking house. Um, <laughs> but also like, I feel like I, and this this is like my, my thing that I'm working on is like, I cannot deal with conflict. But the way that I handle it is not to be like, oh, I'm just going to like pretend it's not happening. I'll be like, I can sense conflict. Let's talk about it. I need to make sure that everything's okay. (laughs) Like, oh, your eyes moved in a funny way. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Uh, So I feel like he couldn't escape it. Yeah, (laughs) Sensitive shy boy is not exactly the Australian stereotype. I have to say It's not, but we've got lots of them. Maybe. They're the hidden. I mean, nerdy Asian girl isn't really the Australian stereotype either, but we've got them too. (laughs) Are you nerdy? It's the American stereotype. Yeah. I I wanted to be a jazz musician. Those are my real glasses. Those are my real glasses. I thought they were prop glasses. Mm -mm. I want a TV show about you trying to be a jazz singer. (laughs) (laughs) An updated, have we rebooted the jazz singer yet? I I don't know why. Is there something problematic about the original? Is there something problematic about Al Jolson? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Instead of Emily in Paris, it's Charlotte in New York. She's trying trying to get into jazz. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? Ryan Gosling (laughs) is opening up a new new jazz club. So it's so... And the I'm IP there to from fix Lala jazz. Land. Yeah. Fix it. Exactly. <laughs> there to- yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to make it better. Um, <laughs> but there, uh, is there an example that you are comfortable sharing about like something? Because you said the first couple years, this is not your word, but I'm paraphrasing. We're a little bit tumultuous. Is there something that like that came up during that time that you talked through that you're comfortable talking about? I, I don't think he would mind me telling this story. Uh, I'll double check with him afterwards. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> when we had been dating for like less than a year. Oh, and then this is the other thing. He lived in Sydney and I lived in Melbourne. And for the whole first year of our relationship, we would like fly back and forth oh on weekends gosh. to see each other. So it was really intense from the first, like we weren't going on dates. We were spending weekends together mm-hmm. um, and like pretending that we didn't poo and stuff like right. that. <laughs> which was you know a whole other thing but we we'd been dating for a few months we were together like he was my boyfriend and um 
I went out one night and he was calling me a lot. He knew I was out. He was calling me a lot. And when I got home, I saw that I had 20 missed calls from him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no. And then the next morning he messaged me and was like, hey, sorry about all the missed calls. Was just wondering where you were at. And I was like, yeah, let's talk about it later. I was like, this is too much. Like, yeah. this is toxic. Like someone that's like this um, concerned about where you are every moment that he's not with you, like that feels yucky. And so that night I went out for a drink with my friend at the pub and he called me while I was with my friend and I was like, hey, um, I'm with a friend. I'll call you back later. And he was like, okay. And then my friend was like, what's going on? He knew he was, was in going- the doghouse. Yeah, he, he, was he like, did. Yeah. And then my friend was like, ugh, that sounded bad. What's going on? And I was like, he called me 20 times. Like, I think it's too much. I'd just gotten out of another relationship and I was like, I just – maybe I still have feelings for my ex-boyfriend. Like, I think I need to let this go. You know, he lives in Sydney. It's too hard. And we had a big talk about it, which felt really good. And and then I left the pub and I pulled out my phone to call him and the screen was still open on the (gasps) call. No. No. My nightmare. (laughs) My actual nightmare. Actual nightmare. And I was like, no. And I remember just like putting the phone up to my ear and being like, hello and him being like hello no he stayed he stayed he stayed (laughs) he stayed which okay so like there were so many things to unpack in that whole like we were on the phone for hours basically breaking up and then we were on the phone the next day for hours being like wait maybe we actually don't want to break up (laughs) but the thing that i found that i still think is so crazy about that scenario is like there were so many things that as a and and i Look, I I honestly don't blame him for a lot of this. Firstly, so human. Like, what, you hear your girlfriend yeah, start talking about yeah, you and you're going to yeah. be like, oh, I shouldn't listen to <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I'll yeah. hang up. Yeah, of course. But yeah. secondly, even the, like, incessant calling, like, if you're a white dude from the country that has a very specific idea of what a hetero relationship looks like, that's kind of how you're going to operate. You're going to be like, where's my woman, you know? <laughs> and to his credit... We talked this through and almost immediately he was like, I I explained to him like, this is like weird ownership stuff. And he was like, is it? And I was like, yes, like you need to be able to let me go out and have a night and not call me 20 times. And he was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like it's just the concept had never occurred to him before. And then I was like, and also I understand why you stayed on the phone, but you need to be able to let me have my space sometimes. Like sometimes I need to vent about you. Like I need to be able to talk to a friend and say, maybe we should break up so that I can later decide that that's not the case. You can't hear all of my thoughts. And he was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And now, I mean, the reason that I say, I hope he doesn't mind me bringing it up is because now when we talk about that happening, he's very much like, I cannot believe that I did that. Like Mm -hmm. I I would never ever do that to anyone now. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, and even still, I'm still like, I don't know if I would have the, I mean, if someone was talking about me and I could hear them, I don't know how much uh, self-control I would have to hang up on that call. But yeah, it was like a really big, and that was less than a year in, we had that conversation. Yeah. And he yeah. wasn't like, you're wrong. He really listened. And I, uh, I felt very, I don't know, safe having yeah. the yeah. conversation, Yeah, which is yeah, rare, yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. Now, I mean. I do therapy in the house. Is there any temptation to listen? Not to at you? all, actually. It's funny. Because one time I made a joke, I like tweeted about how I was like, you know, 
my partner's in therapy in the other room and it's taking all my strength not to listen. <laughs> it was a joke, but literally after I tweeted that, you were like, I'm going to do therapy in the car. And oh I was my. like, <laughs> but it's too hot. It's too, I, I did it. <laughs> too hot. Yeah. I did it for a couple months where I was like, sit like Ugh. during quarantine. I was sitting in the car and I'm just like sweating. My <laughs> phone is like overheating and turning off. It's just uh, like this is not a this is not this a sustainable is not thing. The ideal <laughs> scenario to like relax and be vulnerable in. Right. I know. Right. But like I wouldn't because actually I almost don't want to know the bad thoughts you have about me. You know what I mean? Like in a sense, like yes. I would but at the same time it's funny because it's because like my nightmare, of course, is someone hearing it. But I will tell you this. Much more in relation to my mother, right? Because my mother makes me very anxious. I get very tongue-tied. I don't know how to communicate with her. Sometimes I fantasize about my phone being on and her hearing what yes. I'm saying to a friend. Because in, a, in an like, articulate way. Yes, yeah. in an articulate, honest, emotional way. I'm like, I almost wish she could overhear something. So it's funny, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, the last thing I want to hear is like someone talking about me because I'm kind of convinced everyone yeah. hates me anyway. Oh. So I don't want to know I like, can tell when you I that leave they a don't. room. I can tell you that any That's mutual friends sweet. that we have only love you. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you so Strangers much. Strangers love you. I was I, I looked up at Blacktress when I was uh, <laughs> brushing my teeth earlier, and there are a lot of compliments. Especially, they're like more Carol. Oh, yes, that's so agreed. Hashtag more Carol. Hashtag more Carol. I like so saying I was I was a uh, empathetic but over it, and I was like, yeah, that's me in general. You know what I mean? To really have a character that is yourself. Yeah. No Beautiful. acting required. So, but after you guys had that talk, well, then... it's it's funny that you say, say that because I feel like kind of what you're saying in some even though it was a very unfortunate situation in some ways it really cracked open mm -hmm. for us like firstly for me this idea that like I could have this was like a big thing for me like I could have complicated thoughts about someone and it didn't mean I needed to like abandon it yes you know mm -hmm. and also that I could just talk to him that I didn't have to be like oh, well this guy's called me 20 times I guess it's over get out of here like I could be like hey, this is hard. Can we talk about it? Um, and so after after that, what we did was we um, sat down together and we wrote a list of, like, commandments in the relationship. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> that was like, you know, these are the things that we need. These are the spaces that we need to allow for each other. Like, this is... And one of the things on the list was like, we need to acknowledge that both of us poop sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's unhealthy to be trying to hold it in like three days at a time. <laughs> oh my God, that's too good. Yeah, I imagine you both at your doctor's like two months in being like, just give me a colostomy bag. Just give yes. me a colostomy bag. <laughs> I can't, can't what is the most subtle way that I can excrete what I need exactly. to excrete? <laughs> I'm trying to be private. I need a bag. Um, but he's not an actor. He's not in this biz. And, you know, the mm -hmm. back and, you know, again, I mean, now that kind of makes sense. As you said, you, you've been traveling a lot kind of from the beginning of the relationship. But, mm. you know, I remember he moved to L.A. with you and he didn't like L.A. And I was like, I relate to this content. And, <laughs> you know, but you're here for work. So you can't even be home with him enough to be like, let's go do a fun thing. I mean, you know, on the weekends, yeah. of course. But like, you know, how did you kind of navigate your partner having this difficulty that's not your fault, but you're only there, but, but you guys are here because of you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's not my fault, totally. but it's like, oh, I feel guilty. But it is, it's not my fault, but it's kind of my responsibility or something. Well, not responsibility, mm. but like, 
Yeah, I totally know what you mean. And I'll say this, he actually does like LA. Oh. Like he he likes, he loves the idea of like the Californian landscape. Like he's, he's outdoorsy, you know? Mm. He likes a beautiful stream and a mountain. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I think like he doesn't necessarily love LA, but he really likes the idea of being in California. And what was so challenging about last year was with the, with the pandemic, to use yep. your iconic word. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> he, we couldn't, we would, we were, I mean, I know you guys took the quarantine very seriously. So did we. I, I imagine we were probably on par. We didn't go to a grocery store all year. And we didn't, a couple of times we tried to go on hikes and we would like arrive and see all these people and be like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like last year, there was a whole different kind of, um, it had taken a long time for us to both be like, okay, we're ready to move to LA, to leave everything behind. You know, I'd been spending a lot of time here, but he still had a business back in Australia, which he sold to move oh my God, to LA. He's a business owner? Yes, he owned a plant shop. Oh my God. Uh, do you know that he's a plant man? No, I didn't no. know he was a plant oh, man. Yes, he's a plant man. Yes, he uh he is really into and good at uh indoor plants, basically. Wow. So he had like That's a nursery, cool. wow. very successful nursery. And um, he, uh, yeah, he collects rare aroids. What's an aroid? If you've heard of them. An What's aroid it? is like the most, uh, the most famous of the aroids is the monstera. You know, the, You're, the I still green, don't know the, words. I don't know the, words. the green leafy <laughs> plant that uh, it looks, uh, there's not one in here. It's like a floor plant with like the long stems and then a big green leaf. Uh, with kind of holes in it. Kind of prehistoric. Kind of looks yes. prehistoric. Almost like notches yes. on the side of the leaf. That's it. I see. That is, yes, that's the one. Yes, that's the, those are aroids. Okay. So that's what he loves. Uh, and that's the other reason that he really likes California. There's a lot of really good plants here. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Please ask him, so, how do we take care of this peacock plant? A friend of ours. Oh yeah, we have a peacock. Uh-huh. Sent us a peacock plant uh, when Mabel had her mastectomy. And uh, I've been- nice. I think I've been killing it. Been, <laughs> well, he'll he'll be a, he'll have the answers. I, it's I, always some different combination of light and water to whatever you've been doing. Yeah. yeah, it looks really pretty, and it's lasted so far like over a month. So we would love to see if we can keep it going. It needs humidity, I so every day yeah. I spray it with <laughs> a, a spray bottle. So <laughs> like, uh, but I'm I'm afraid it's I'm losing the war. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you keeping it? Near our door, the only place that gets like regular light. Okay. So the entryway, yeah, because when you come in, uh-huh. it's like right We're there. We're such golems. We keep all the <laughs> keep all, all the uh, all the the shades drawn all the time, and so it's near the front door where the light comes in, and that's about it. That's the only place that gets regular light. I'll take some photos and send them to me. I'll forward them to Absolutely. my plant man. And Absolutely. Can, Thank you yeah. so much. I love to have an inside plant man. Plant man. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so also in line with someone who's like gentle and loves nature. Mm-hmm. When you were yes. like, he has a nursery. I'm like, good God. Good yeah. God. It's of so on does. game. Of yeah. course he has a yes. nursery. <laughs> he talks to the plants. He can bring them back. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite activities, because usually I don't have that much interest in the plants. Um, 
it's nerdy it's really nerdy but one of my favorite things is like to get stoned and then he brings in plants that he loves to show them to me like one at a time That's which like amazing that is when, amazing like, usually i'd have absolutely no interest but for some reason when i'm stoned i'm like oh my god it's beautiful <laughs> and he'll be like look see this little node is coming out so that'll be a new leaf soon and i'll be like oh, the magic of nature <laughs> Uh, it so actually good. seems like a good note to take a break on. I love that, yeah. Uh, why don't we take a break and we'll come back and answer your advice questions. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. 
back. back. Still here with Charlotte McDowell, married to a plant man, living her best life. Truly by hemisphere. Getting by hemispheral. Getting stoned. Thinking about chlorophyll. That is, <laughs> yes. that is your life. I really want that's that's my new Instagram bio. <laughs> now getting we stoned get, thinking about chlorophyll. Not hey. Not that's a bad, not that's a bad, a memoir not title. A bad bio. Yeah. That's a memoir title, honestly. It's not a bad bio. Now we get questions from Instagram, Twitter, yep. voicemail, yep. Gmail. Yeah, this first one. <laughs> Heard of it. First one comes to us anonymous. Ooh, I love it, anonymous from instant uh, from our direct know, right. messages. Okay, I'm ready. Hi. Okay, don't yell. Okay. Exclamation Hello. mark. <laughs> Exclamation mark there. <laughs> I have a question for the podcast. Also, I, I toned it down, but that also had an exclamation mark. Uh, I'm copying and pasting from notes, and apparently, I'll have to do it in segments. Oh God, this is a lo- okay. Okay, Charlotte, stay focused. Okay, this I'm is ready. Long-y. This is a long. Settling game. in. <laughs> uh, dear Naomi, Andy, and guest, I'm a big fan of the show, regular and Patreon. By the way, Patreon.com/slash Couples Therapy Pod, and the <laughs> weekly Couples Therapy Quarantine Crew Twitch show. I'm writing to you from my dummy slash fake Instagram account that I set up when my now husband and I were planning to get married at City Hall, but hadn't told anyone yet. Uh, I used it to follow wedding photographers, wedding styling, etc. And last year I used it to follow baby brands before we let people know that we were pregnant. Smart. Yeah. I didn't want to tip anyone off if they were to look through the accounts that I followed, and I didn't want those wedding baby accounts to fill up my normal feed on my main account. Very this sad. is very smart. Wow, this person's doing it. I really like extra. all this explanation as well. <laughs> This is why I only follow wedding and baby stuff. <laughs> I I would not have that. I, I realize I that foresight. Yeah, I yeah. don't have that foresight. Mm-mm. Um. Fast forward to now, I accidentally came across my brother's Finsta account on Instagram. Oh, Finsta. At first, I thought he had slightly changed the name of his account, but I realized that I could only see his Finsta account when I was on my fake account, and I can't see it on my main account because he blocked me. Yep. (gasps) Actually, his Finsta is private, so I can only see that it exists, not the actual photos. Mm -hmm. Part of me wants to... Wow, hey, talking about like snooping and stuff like this. Part of me wants to request to follow him by using my fake account, and part of me just wants to tease him about it the next time we talk. (laughs) I know that the mature thing would be to ignore it and move on. Mind you, I'm in my late 30s and he's in his late 40s. I know this is ridiculous, but it did hurt my feelings to come across it. I'm not sure if he also blocked our other siblings or just me. What do you and your guests think I should do? By the way, for comparison, he has over 7,000 posts on his Finsta and only around 700 on the account that I can see. So 10 times the posts on the secret Instagram account. Yeah, Charlotte, I'm going to throw to you as someone uh, who we just talked about secrecy and yeah. <laughs> uh, what do people have there? What do you think? Okay, this, this is what I think should do. Well, really quickly, I, I'm sorry, though. I'm sorry, yes. but I need to know if you have a Finsta. I don't have a Finsta. All right. And now you can continue. I, okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So full disclosure, I don't have a Finsta. <laughs> um, so I feel like this person should probably understand that there can be a multitude of reasons that someone may have a finster that they don't want their family to follow. And it sounds like because her brother, her, right? Probably. I think so. so. It sounds like because their brother uh, has so many posts, it's probably not just so that he can like 
follow things and not let people know. But it's like you never know the reason. It may not be personal. It may be because he has a private life that that for whatever reason really does need to stay private. But what I would do is I would bring up to him mm-hmm. as as the the as anonymous should bring up to him, oh, I have this finster and see if he says anything. Oh, like I you know. should bring up that you have one and then see mm-hmm. if he's like, yeah, actually I have a finster for this too. And I also think that there's like a sneaky, subtle version of that that you could also do with your other siblings to be like, hey, does anyone have finsters like have you ever like blocked me like you know I understand I mean it depends on how close you are with your brother but like I think I think about like if my if I found out my sister who I'm very close with had a finster that I couldn't follow her on I would be like what's going on so I do understand wanting to know but I also think there's probably like a boundary at some point that you would have to draw being like after you do some you know respectful digging Mm -hmm. like respectful like invitations to get more information if you don't hook anything from that then you need to draw the boundary and say okay yeah Mm -hmm. that's it's funny because the moment you said though he was in his 40s i was like okay what are you doing on his finsta something about and i hate it i know that is so ageist but the way she is talking about you know having a finsta for babies and wedding Mm -hmm. stuff to kind of be private that's different though, because you're at least what she's saying is offensive, so she can follow things that don't let yes. people be nosy. Even though I've never once looked at what, who someone was following, but um, <laughs> he has one so he can follow thoughts. That's but he's posting though. So then my question is, what yeah, is he the posting? posting is the thing that's tricky. Pictures of his favorite thoughts. Pictures of his favorite thoughts. <laughs> and, it's like, and so that's the question. It's like you know and. Again, I would want a little more background. You know, is this person a married person? Are they a? Because here's a couple of mm-hmm. reasons, right? Is he married? Is he a teacher? Does he have mm-hmm. kids, right? Because I know a lot of people who work with children or like depending on your job, you do want to have a finsta because you don't want yes. your work knowing your business. But wait, did she say that he has her blocked on his normal Instagram? No, on the finsta, on finsta okay. so that yeah. she can't see it. Yeah, sister's yeah. blocked on, act- on, on finsta. But again, it's like, what are you posting that your sister couldn't see? Well, what I mean, we don't know what this person, what the brother's relationship status is. He could be into stuff that he doesn't want to see. Like, it could be Polly. could be into BDSM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, is yeah, proud yeah, yeah. about That's it. That's true. You know, and yeah. out on his Finsta, you know, posting pictures of uh, yeah. restraints. Right, right, right. A little whatever. ball gag moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Maybe he's writing poetry. Oh. Wow, okay. And wholesome. He... Thank you for being wholesome, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't want people to see it. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. His pen name. Right. He's, like, under his pen name. He's, like, yes. this is what I do here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, like... I agree. I do like your suggestion of like maybe at just bringing up the idea in a conversation with family, because also the other part to me that I think is more interesting is I don't know if I'm the only sibling who is blocked because then I'm kind of wondering mm. what's the dynamic among all of you that yes. you wouldn't, let's say, call a sibling and be like, Did, you know, I saw he had a finsta, you know what I mean? Yes. And like, y'all don't talk like that or so whatever, because that would be different, right? If you guys are not talky, close family. Yeah then maybe you keep it to yourself. I do yeah. like the idea that like he is 
it's poetry that he's like he got into like what's her name Rupi Cower is that how you yes that is exactly what I was thinking really into her and he's like I'm gonna try this on my own and then he's like doing Instagram poetry like and he's got seven thousand little poems yeah that he doesn't want his siblings to see that would be embarrassing I would if I got into poetry poetry is like one of the most difficult things to do well right so if Mm -hmm. I got into poetry and I'm just like well I want a space where like because when you do put something out into the into the public sphere it does you get to see it in a more crystal clear mm. way like if I there's a satisfaction to it as well yeah yeah but I just mean like you're able to like see it more cl- like when I tweet something and then I'm like oh that sucked but I didn't know it sucked before I hit send. yes you had to put yes. it into the world see it on a page see, and then like you see it because the minute you put it into the world you see it through other people's eyes like yeah. it suddenly takes on that character and you're like oh shit that's not funny <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let yeah. Me delete that <laughs> delete delete sweet. delete yeah yeah <laughs> So uh, maybe there is some yeah. element of that. Of like it's his like it... open mic Instagram. Wow, right. his open mic Instagram. Okay, okay, that could be really okay. Now it's beautiful. Hey. Now I say, let him have his <laughs> privacy. Open mic eagle, if you are listening, <laughs> I think you should have a new persona called Open Mic Instagram. That would be beautiful. You rap on Instagram Live. Uh, why don't we do a voicemail now? I love it. Um, Naomi, what is the phone? If someone wants to call in and leave a voicemail, what's the phone number? As you guys, I always say, I love your voicemails because it lets me know where you're at emotionally. Okay. I can hear the crack in your voice. I can hear the hesitation and that helps us help you. So please call us at 323-524-7839. What'd I say? 323-524-7839. Hi, Naomi and Andy. My name's Rachel and I just, I had a question for y'all. It's not really about a, like a, love relationship well I guess it can be but it's about friendship me and my two former best friends we have been friends for over 20 years and I know it's not young but we were literally in diapers together and uh when I was in military training and I wasn't able to focus I guess like daily energy on them they decided to confront me through a group text that we had together instead of just asking if I was okay or if anything was up with me. And then that immediately put me on the defensive. So then I kind of lashed out at them and we have not spoken since that night. It's been over two years now and like it hurts (laughs) that they, it feels like they can throw away this 20 year friendship because they have each other. And they just kind of boosted me out. And I just want to know, like, what do y'all think I can do about that? Because I mean, right now I'm kind of tearing up. And no, I haven't gone to therapy. Um, I don't really do well with virtual. So I'm kind of waiting until it, until I get my vaccine and I can go to somebody that's vaccinated. But I just... Sometimes I feel alone when I just, because I don't follow them on any media or anything, but I am still friends with their parents because they kind of raised me as well. And yeah, sorry for rambling, but yeah. So I just wanted to know if y'all could give me an advice on how to handle this kind of feeling of aloneness and uh, rejectedness, I guess you could say. Um, but thank y'all so much. I really love y'all's podcast. Y'all straight up give me life every week. Thanks, y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Oh, 
I know this hurts my heart. Yeah. What she has had to deal with. And it's like almost I start tearing up because I know that. Yes. That I, that like, you know, and it feels almost a little younger. That takes me almost back, back to high school. This idea of like, mm -hmm. we all talked and decided we don't like you. You yes. know, like that feeling that you just kind of walk into something mm -hmm. and there's almost nothing you can do. Yeah, it's like the group has made a decision without you and you don't even really understand where it came from. Right, right. It's like... Whew. Like you go off to basic training and you come back and they're... Because it feels like she... the um, I forget her name now. Rachel, I believe. Rachel. It feels like Rachel was maybe like the... like the one who put a lot of the energy into the friendship. Like she's hmm. the, like mm. the engine of it. Maybe. And that they were like, she goes off to basic training and uh, they got angry that she's not, mm. she's no longer putting the, like she's, you know, running 20 miles with a, <laughs> right. With yeah. An M16 50 pounds on her back. On her back yeah, right. <laughs> but, but I don't even, I see, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't, I didn't even assume she was the one who put the energy as much as what you were saying. Just simply, she was the one who left. We yeah. don't know what these other people are doing, but obviously they're still close. So maybe they're probably in close proximity to each other, right? Mm -hmm. Enough to be like, where is she? And we don't hear from her. And for them to, for the assumption to be, Rachel, you're not doing anything in the friendship as opposed to, oh, she's doing something like big and maybe scary and intense and unlike anything she's ever done slash we've ever done that mm. to me that inability to see what a big kind of change and yes. activity that is makes me think that like they're all still chilling in the hometown and are like what is she what she thinks she doing going off yeah and the difficulty when you do have like a you know a, a, a relationship of three when one person becomes absent is that you have two people left over who are personally invested in the friendship and are kind of like feeding each other's ideas about what's going on you know it's not one person being like oh my friend has gone away and that hurts and they're not as in touch anymore and do you think it's because they don't like me anymore you don't have another person that's removed from the situation to say I don't think that's it have you thought about this you've got another person that's like yeah me too I feel that right. too I guess she doesn't care about us anymore it's like two people can feed it yeah. and feed it and feed it until eventually they're sending a group text being like we've decided that you don't care about the friendship anymore so we don't want to be in it which it sounds like a lot of people that were feeling really hurt right. and didn't know how to step outside of their own personal experience to try to figure out how the other person was feeling yeah. Um, you know, you being bi-hemispherical lately mm. slash having traveled <laughs> a lot, you know, because you said you were coming to L.A. a lot even, you know, before Mythic Quest and stuff. You know, how how did you maintain your friendships? And also another layer that not only are you traveling, but you also aren't married. Right. And I'm sure there were years where you were the only friend married in the group. Right. Yeah. So how do you sort of how did you kind of keep those relationships despite it's everything? It's challenging and I feel like I'm still figuring out how to do it in a healthy way. And I think that the the two main lessons that I've learned that might even be helpful for Rachel are really making conscious decisions about which relationships are my priorities. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say like being like, well, I don't care about these people anymore, but saying like, which relationships make me feel good and supported mm. and safe and therefore I want to invest my time in it mm -hmm. and which relationships don't and I can see them when I'm in town. That's mm. the first thing. And then the second thing is realizing that different people need different kinds of attentions to feel like they're in the friendship. 
Yeah. And, and I've had some really like frank conversations with people that I really love where I've been like, listen, this is what I have to give at the moment. Let me know if that's okay. You know, I understand that it might not be enough. Usually I'd like to be able to give more, but there's a time difference. I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to handle, you know, maybe someone in my life needs a bit of extra support at the moment. And so I'm not going to be able to call you as much. So I'm letting you know that it's not you. Mm-hmm. It's just where I'm at. Is that okay? Yeah. And obviously it's a bit hard for Rachel where, you know, it sounds like it's been a couple of years since she's been in contact with them, but you know, I think it's so great that she's already decided she wants to go to therapy and talk through some of this stuff. And maybe after you have a few sessions with your therapist and have really talked about it, maybe if you decide that you feel safe enough and you want to go back to those friends and say, hey, can we talk about how it went down? And if if you manage to move forward with a friendship, you can be like, well, this is what I have to give. Like, these are the other things that I've got in my life. Mm-hmm. I care about you. This mm-hmm. is how I'd like our friendship to look. Does that work for you as well? Right. Wow. I fully agree with that because one thing I will say, and essentially you say therapy, because I was even going to be like impatient. I'd be like, you need to write them now. But you're <laughs> right that maybe she should unpack with a professional. But, um, <laughs> I was thinking because she says, they came to me and I got defensive, you know, and, and even literally bef- from the beginning of this thing. And again, this is why I love my, your voicemails. You could hear she mm. was tired. Yeah. You could hear she was hurting. She even said she was going to tear up. And it's like, you know, when you've known somebody for 20 years, I would hope, especially now that Lord knows after two years, you have cooled off whatever the tensions, right? The height mm-hmm. of that, you know, to be able to maybe write them an email that just is like, hey, I miss y'all. You know, maybe yeah. the subject mm. is like, I miss you. And then just kind of saying like, you know, I hear where you guys were at. Maybe this basic training was X, Y, and Z for me. Mm-hmm. but it was never about not caring. Yeah. I would love to talk about how it went down. Right. And that yeah. is, that's actually really great. I had a friend who, um, he didn't do anything to me, but he betrayed another friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And out of loyalty to the other friend, I cut that first friend out of my life. Mm. Yeah. No one asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it. And then the friend who betrayed i'm trying not the to betrayer use, the betrayer yeah a couple years later got back in touch with me and it was like hey i miss our friendship and it was like a couple years later and i thought through the logic of it the betrayal wasn't as um stark as it was mm-hmm. at originally like when i actually like thought through and i'm like yeah it's like and every everyone had moved on by this time, and I'm like, I miss this person too. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now you guys talk. Yeah, now yeah, we talk, friends, we yeah. text. You know, uh, we zoomed <laughs> over the oh. pandemic. Um, <laughs> yeah, it takes a little bit. Takes a little bit of time, Some... but like you, re- like if you realize you really do miss them, it it uh, behooves you to yeah. reach back out. Maybe. And sometimes when you do have a friendship that has, that, you know, you've been friends with someone since you were children, sometimes a couple of years outside of that friendship can be good for it, mm-hmm. you know, to yep. come back and be like, Hey, I've had, I'm, I'm kind of a different adult now than mm-hmm. I was when I was a, a teenager or a child. And like, uh, not in the same way, but I definitely have friends that I was friends with in high school, fell out of touch with for like five to 10 years and then got back in touch with them and was like, oh, like, I love who we are as adults. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I also think there is this opening right now. And I mean that by right now, I mean 2021 because 2020 
was really the closest we've ever come to a collective trauma or collective experience, meaning mm. everybody in the world to some extent dealt with COVID and dealt with job shutting down, the world getting smaller, all these kind of things that it does feel like there's this opening now to kind of reach out to people. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's like, you know what? I had a lot of time to think last year, yeah. LOL. And then be like, and I miss you or <laughs> I whatever. Right. Cause we've all kind of had a little something that happened so much. I don't know about you guys, but like that happened so much over the last year. Friends of mine who like, we were still, there was no rupture or anything like that. We we're still friends, but just like, you know, we like maybe text each other like once a year at right. most Life or something got like in the that. Way. Life got in the way, you know, children and careers and all that kind of stuff and i was like i oh i miss these people yeah and they or they reached out and they're like we miss you and we just started like zooming and like texting more and like I, that's the one thing that i do want to like bring into this uh, yeah. uh post-vax world <laughs> post-vax america let's be honest yeah. <laughs> unless angela merkel you listening <laughs> <laughs> biden's okay with it now maybe you should uh you should uh let the <laughs> what do you say? Keep going. Keep going. Nope. You got to finish it. You started it. Now you have to finish it. Because I, I, uh, I couldn't think of like the exact phrasing <laughs> of the uh, let, let the patents be free. Free the patents. Free the patents. Free the, free the, the patents. Hashtag free yes. the patents. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> okay. Keep going. Now you got that out. <laughs> no, but like I'm just saying that like that like in this uh, in a world that's like slowly. Get, I was going to say not getting back to normal, but like whatever through this transformation of the last year, the world becomes, you know, I'm hoping that like we all carry with us is like, oh, we reconnected with people. Yeah. Or we felt the feeling. Yeah. That and connection with people is so important. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then, okay, one last thing though, because again, this one really just like, I feel this the one in my heart. Yes. yes. The loneliness. Because the other, you know, so feeling like, what do I do about feeling lonely? You know, and I think, I mean, that is what we're talking about. This is what the last year has done to a lot of us. Mm. It's like, fuck, I'm like in my house or I only get to see two people, you know, in my pod <laughs> or whatever it is, you know? And, you know, once you get vaxxed, you can like be a, a little more social. And that doesn't mean, of course, it's like, it's going to be a while before we like go to a packed concert or something. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if there are, again, if you like outdoor stuff, is there like, an intramural league, a sports team, something you know is outside with new people where you can play. I mean, my God, you're a Marine. I know you got some physical skills, Teddy. Mm. So I'm like, maybe do that because you may write or communicate with these two people and they may not get back to you, right? They still may. But I want you to know if you are telling us the story as it happened, you deserve friends who will not automatically assume the worst when yes. you fall off. You do, you know, if these people don't come back, it's like, you know, again, j people come into your life for a reason or a season. You <laughs> knew them for childhood and now it's adulthood. And if they're going to be trifling, get them out of here, get them out of <laughs> here. But you need other people. And I think that's why this loss is so upsetting. Of you course. went to full Ayanla. I had to go full Ayanla because Rachel is hurting <laughs> and these hoes ain't shit. That's what I said. These hoes ain't shit. I mean, my God, you know, and again, that's Yelling. if it went down the way you said it went down. <laughs> Scolding me to to not yell. <laughs> I know, I know, I felt it. You're very correct. Um, so it's like you know, again, it's you know when you can kind of get back out there. You know, when you meet a therapist, you'll also like be like, hey, where do people meet people? And then you can like mm. find things to do. Because I can only imagine, but like military was the Marines. It was something where I was like, good. Is she God. still in the military? I don't know. 
I she didn't we haven't talked online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying for like are there I don't know what oh, happens. I see what you're saying, like I don't know what happens on a base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People to like yeah, are hang there, out with. You know, I've never my my friend who was in the army, I've not really <laughs> his experiences were not great. Uh right. let's just so say we don't bring let's just it say up. when he was in like Afghanistan or uh I don't know if he was having like a lot of fun. So <laughs> I don't really ask uh, weirdly. Like I don't a ask social him about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask him about his trauma. So um yeah. yeah. Uh maybe here here's a uh, here's a pitch. Get a pet. Oh, we love mm. it. We love it. Ignore love the that. fact that our dog just peed on the floor, okay? Don't let that color your decision. Get a pet. <laughs> I lovingly cleaned up that urine. Lovingly. I lovingly yeah. cleaned up that urine. You will. I tweeted this the other day where I'm just like picking up my own dog's poop. I'm just like, oh, this is so, what a, you're so healthy. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at a, the good food we're feeding you. And you're, look how good you are. And then I accidentally... I like Mabel was nosing in the grass and I saw a piece of poop there and I thought she had pooped. I went to pick it up and it was not her poop. And I was oh, no. so disgusted. <laughs> I was so, I wanted to die. I was, I just wanted to throw up and pass away right there. Um, Can I tell you guys a story? Yes, absolutely. Please. This is a story that did not happen to me, but I think it is good enough that it's worth passing on from. <laughs> so my friend uh, was working a, a job, a new job, and like with a new group of people. Uh, and there was one dude that was like pretty wild, like was just like really like distractible and spontaneous <laughs> and would just like do stuff. And um, the, the group of them went on their lunch break for a walk down to the beach and they were walking along the beach and this dude was like, I really need to take a shit. And they were all like, okay, well, there's a cafe back up on the street. Like, let's go up there. And he was like, nah, it's fine. There's no one around. Ducked behind a rock, took a shit. Then this golden retriever comes running no. over. He like quickly pulls up his pants. He's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. This woman who the golden retriever belonged to comes around the thing, sees him, sees the dog, sees the shit, says, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Takes out a little baggie, oh. picks up his poop and walks away with it to put it in the bin. Oh my God. God. What the fuck? <laughs> that is insane. So also, you were maybe right it wasn't us. even another dog's poo, Andy. Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, if you knew our neighborhood, you would be correct. Um, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. wow. I, Did to date, one of my favorite him? stories. I don't know. Like, oh, the whole story is like. Why You're an adult. <laughs> I know. Just like, or like, take, like, just walk five minutes back up the street. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't even want to pee outside. There was, a, <laughs> I was in a friend's backyard and uh, because he had only gotten his first shot already. I was like, I have to pee. And he's like, oh, well, if you don't want to go inside, you can always pee over there. I'm like, I'll brave COVID. I will risk COVID <laughs> to pee inside. No. <laughs> Oh my God. It's so funny the way like men can, because I do think that the ability to pee outside is the gateway to pooping outside for men, right? Yes. Because they can simply do that. So it's like, but also, I'm sorry, you were with coworkers. Do you know what I mean? Like you were with people. Yes. This was lunch hour, which You're means not the sun drunk. was bright. Exactly. Not the like... sun was high. No. Yes. No. Sick. Yeah, that's very no. Australian. Did they work for that. like an enema <laughs> yeah. company? I'm going to say that's very Australian. <laughs> An enema company. Yeah, I was trying to think of like where where you work where you're just like okay, like okay with feces. I'm just gonna poo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God, that's also like he sounds like also a real pain in the ass as a person to work with. 
You know, yeah, I'm I don't really think excitable. she enjoyed working with him. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was his thing? He's just like, no matter where they are, they're like, like he, uh, they're, like, in the one, yeah, <laughs> they're in the break room and he's like, oh, I got to take a dump. And they're like, oh, oh, well, you know, just go to the bathroom. They're like, nah, just open the microwave. And they're like, what is wrong with you? Is this your weird fetish? Oh my God, that's amazing. If you've got to go. <laughs> Then yeah. go inside. Oh, yeah. So maybe okay, he had that's parents, my rule. Maybe but he had parents who are just like, if you want a healthy colon, you go the minute. You <laughs> yeah. feel like the you minute you go. feel it coming on, don't let it bake. Uh, don't <laughs> let it bake. Ugh, Charlotte, can you also speaking of body body? Can you say your the sentence, the phrase that really got me when I did the Mythic Quest podcast? Do a fart. Do a fart. <laughs> but it's especially because you know fart is without the R. Fart. Fun. Yeah. She says she she's like I have to go do a fart. Do you say and that? It, in- in the second yeah, episode? That's... Oh, no, no, in life. Oh. No, in no, life. but it was such a, it was such a missed opportunity though. I totally thought about it afterwards. I was like, the script said, oh, I, I farted or I tooted yeah. or something. And, and afterwards, I feel like maybe Jesse Ennis was like, dude, why didn't you say do a fart? Like what you say <laughs> in real life, but it's such a weird turn of phrase. I don't know why I started saying it like that. I feel like it's like maybe it, it removes me a little bit from the act of it, you know? Right. right. It's very British. Like, it's not part of me. I'm going to go over there and do a fart. The yeah. fart is separate from me. Right. Don't, yeah. don't right, think right, right. that it's, yeah, don't let the fart reflect on me. <laughs> it is, I mean, Commonwealth, I, I suppose. But yeah. it, there's, a, there's mm. this kind of like genteel. Yeah, it's a genteel. Kind of like, yeah. The queen. When I does was a, a child, my mum made us call them bottom burps. Bottom burps? <laughs> oh my god, that is very cute and fancy. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, that's definitely Meghan Markle does that. Yeah. <laughs> is your were both of your parents born and raised in Australia? I know your dad's Filipino, but did he grow no. up in Australia? No, he he grew up in Manila and he migrated okay. to Australia in the seventies. Okay. Fun fact: the year that the White Australia policy like officially ended in oh, nineteen seventy five. Wow. Or I think it ended before that, but 1975 was when they like passed a new bill that was like, and not just no people that aren't white, but, but also like actively let's try to like get some people of color in here. (laughs) So he was like the, one of the, his family was like the first wave of brown people to come into Australia after, you know, however many years it was. Jesus. So brave. My God. Who would want to do that? Be the first ones on that island nation. I'm like, don't let me be alone with these white people. They were just like cheerful and totally <laughs> oblivious though. Like everything that he tells me about it. Also, he went for he went for lunch with a couple of his friends the other day that were friends with him in his 20s. They they were like uh, Italian and Cyprian or something, like all migrants, but he was like the only brown guy. And um, he was like, it's crazy, isn't it? That we, we were like migrants and like we used to hang out in a lot of white spaces, but like never experienced any racism. And they were like, Yes, you did. <laughs> like <laughs> they were like people were racist and uncomfortable with you all the time, but you just were constantly talking. Like this is the thing. He's like friends with everyone. Like you're just like you just wouldn't clock it. And like yeah. by the end of the night, people would be like, "Yeah, he's all right, I guess." <laughs> that is so funny. That's lovely though. That he was yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna just do me. And they just like not notice. With it. Yeah. And then I'm gonna be on neighbors, which yeah. I mean, talk about assimilation. You're him. in. Mm-hmm. That'll show them when you're on neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte. What a what a yeah. what a wonderful time. 
true delight. This was the best. I'm I'm so delight. glad that we could finally make this work. I'm yeah. sorry that it's been literal months of me <laughs> being either like flaky or forgetful. It's all right. It's all right. You're in another hemisphere, as I said. I will allow it. It's was very stressful back and forth. I'm just glad we found you. This was so much fun. So wonderful. Yeah. You're the best in the game. Thank you. You know we love. And I love you guys. Oh. <laughs> it's too much. Can you take it, Andy? I can. You can take it. You can say it back, but I can't I can't express. Okay, I'll say I love you. Okay. <laughs> and we love you, listeners. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.